0: If I take one more step, this will be the farthest into Funland I've ever been. He could
1: be hiding anywhere in here.
0: Some pedo's grabbed him, or some freak, or
1: something. Your head is full of memories that aren't your own. I
0: was taking photos of her. She went off with this, I don't know, this man,
1: and... You feel a hand on your shoulder, and it's Neil. Part of me is in a mirror, and part of you will be too inside him. Isn't that what she said? Why, Neil is very fond of the idol. Perhaps he is worshipping there now.
2: Tell us, High Priestess of the Phantom of Truth, how we get out of here, or I will swing this bat so hard
1: that you won't wake up. Oh, but I will. No one can die inside this park. And you, you get the feeling that there are uh, only a few ways of getting out of this park And all of them will require some sort of sacrifice We find ourselves outside Mr. Fun's house of hilarity
2: Whatever happens, you get out of here And if there's a sacrifice, it's going to be me I don't want any talk and I don't want any back chat Because we haven't gone long, let's get this done
0: What are you thinking then? We have a look around from the vents Let's see if we can see anyone inside. Someone's down there, it's Neil. Don't say anything though, He's, there's something weird about it.
1: It looks like perhaps these platforms were once uh, moving platforms. Although it's not very far, you land really badly on your ankle and you take three points of damage. Oh, shite. This time you fall on the very first one. And you sort of, you wobble, and you slip, and you land on your elbow. What, how many hit points have you got? Four. Have I just died? Four. Fuck me, Kit,
2: no. Talk to me, Kit.
1: The Apocalypse Players present... Unland from the Fear's Sharp Little Needles collection of modern Call of Cthulhu scenarios by Stygian Fox. Unland was written by Scott Dorwood. Joseph Chance plays Mikey Judd, aged 13. and McAleer plays Kit Hillier, aged 12. And Dan Wheeler plays The Keeper of Arcane Lore. We would like to remind you that the story touches on themes of real-world horror, which may be upsetting to some. Listener discretion is advised. Part 8 Enter Sandman You slip and you land on your elbow and... How many hit points have you got? Four. You've got four
0: hit points? I had seven. I've got four now. Well, you...
1: <laughs> now you got two. Oh, it's a major wound. Fucking hell. Yeah. So I think you've you've broken your arm. Shit. Shit. It's got serious.
0: Yeah. Fuck. Uh, I'm fucked. Leave
1: me. Leave me here. Kit. Talk to me, Kit. You've hit the deck, mm. and there's the searing pain up your arm. And could you give me a constitution roll? Yeah. To see whether you stay conscious? Mikey probably
0: just hears a yelp and a sort of horrible cracking, popping sound.
2: <laughs> Fuck me, Kit, no.
0: Well, I got two Nihil taps there.
1: <sighs> That's 100, then. Yeah. So, well, let's think about this. So, you fall unconscious. Yeah. Or do you? Oh, God. Because you're still aware. You're still very aware. Kit. Let's... Let's come... Kit. Let's come back to you. Let's go to my key and then come back to you.
2: Oh, shit. Kit. Let's just say something. If you can hear me, say something.
1: You hear nothing. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Can I see him with my torch? Yes, you can see him lying prone on the floor of the pit surrounded by broken needles and files of glass mm, yeah for just surrounded by all sorts of crap oh, shit you can see that he's he's breathing he's not you know it would have been a, a, a remarkable if he he'd fallen and died but but you can see that he's breathing but he appears to have been knocked out you can't tell whether he's hit his head or whether it's just the pain of falling that's knocked him out and I didn't I didn't hear the sick crack, I take it. Uh <laughs> trying to give me a retrospective listen roll.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do that. No, I didn't. Fifty on a twenty five. I, I think I was too horrified by the sort of vision of him dropping at that first jump. Ah, I couldn't believe it. I think I look at the jumps and then I think, no, no. There'll be another way. And really what I want is that fucking grappling grappling hook and, and a rope. I want a rope so I can climb straight down and then climb back out with him, because there's no way I'll be able to jump with him, whereas I might just be able to carry him out. I mean, I'm not strong, but... Or I, or I can... Oh, crap. Fuck. How am I going to get him out? Now, the person I need is Kit Hillier because he'd know how to winch him out, and so using some kind of fucking... Oh, right? Shit. I, I look around at the walls. Is there anything that... like. They used to have people who looked after kids in these things. Is there one of those long poles with a... A ten-foot pole with a with a loop on? <laughs> they used to use to sort of... Is there anything like that? Or a safety rope or a... No.
1: Fuck no. There may have been, but it's long gone.
2: All right, I know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to get help. I'm going to get Neil. And I'm going to get him to help me get you out of here. And I say that. I say, I'm going to get Neil... And he's, I'm going to make him help us get you out of there. I'm coming back, Kit. I'll be right back. And I go to the door, and I there's no window in it, is there? So no. I just I just try it.
1: So the door swings open.
2: Well, can I can I open it a crack? <laughs> oh, ah, uh, yes. Is that all right? Yeah, that's allowed. Although you may be making a fair point there, keeper of the carnival lore of horrors in in Funland. Am I perhaps a little beside myself, and I do swing it open because I've failed my power check? Because I've lost my control? Is that what you, are you saying that I might swing it open?
1: No, if that's not what you want to do.
2: I'd rather open
1: it a crack, because that was the plan. Okay. You eke it open a touch. Nice. Any light? It's similar to the room you're in, that there's a, a little bit of moonlight coming through a window... Uh, and you, you know, is your torch on or off?
2: Oh fuck! And he's got the lighter as well. Shit! I just realised. Torch is off.
1: Your torch is off. So there's a little bit of moonlight coming through the um, coming through a window from somewhere, and you can see just through the crack of the doorway. There's a figure standing in the room, sort of just sort of shuffling and rocking. I'll have a listen. See
2: if I can hear anything. Yes, I'm nineteen on a twenty-five. Come on, that's
1: good. You can hear... You can hear Neil saying, I thought they were coming. I want to help them. I want to help them. I hope they're coming.
2: I close my eyes. I take a deep breath. I open the door. I don't turn the torch on yet. I've got the Black Widow still. And I walk straight up to him. And I say, Neil.
1: And he turns and he says, Mikey. Mikey you came I I thought you'd never I thought you'd never agree where's Kit
2: you gotta come and help me he fell down on the way in
1: well you're here now and he gestures around and you see that you are in the hall of mirrors (laughs) ah fuck (laughs) and there are dozens of mirrors of like you know and as you look you can see even in just the sort of moonlight you can see your shape distorted in some of them You know, some of them you look really fat, some of them you look short, tall and sort of... uh, But one thing you notice is that there are things moving in most of the mirrors. Shapes passing across them.
2: I will do everything I can for gorgeous Trust's magic. (laughs) I will do do everything I can to tear my vision away from them and just look at Neil. So you're going to fucking help us get out of here. And then I lean right into him and I say, Kelumvor, protect this one and aid him in his time of need."
1: Neil, <laughs> oh, it's very good. <laughs> give me a, a give me a, a, any any social role you like, and you can have a bonus die for um, calling upon Kelumvor. Jeez.
0: Hmm.
2: Shit. Shit. Um, I'm just trying to work out what my best social is. And I think it is that one. It's it's basically a fast talk, isn't it? it is, I mean, it kind of is. It's like, I'm. Mm, yeah. All right, so 35, lads and ladies. Jojo. That was the full power of 7th edition rewriting. I just want to give a small round of applause to the rewrite for the bonus die. Because what my brain did was I went 70. Didn't even look at the units. I Went seventy. Oh, I don't want that. Zero zero. Yeah. Look across at the units. Zero. So I've got seventy or a hundred.
1: And what's your what's your skill?
2: Thirty-five. Can I push a thirty-five? That's not a good idea.
1: Yeah, you can you can push it. I I mean you can push it. I think you'd have to give me. A really good argument as to why you'd keep your bonus die, because you're going to be doing something different. You could, or you could push it by doing something different. Thirty-five is—it's bad
2: odds. It's bad odds. It's got to be fifty or above.
1: would be better to just change
0: tack.
2: I'm going to spend thirty-five luck.
0: Oh wow! Hello, wow. Yes, mate. Okay.
2: I'm going to spend thirty-five luck.
0: Yeah, do it. If I'd spent 19, I wouldn't be fucking fractured on the floor right now, so...
2: uh. This is Dom Allen, Dominic Allen. I'd like to thank you for teaching me how to do this. (laughs) In the moments of crisis, where it feels like it might be the end... Save all your luck. I've got 31 luck
1: left. Okay, right. So, filmically, I'm going to try and do this in sort of split screen. I love it. You say this to, to Neil, and you... You call upon the name of Kellenvor and you see his eyes suddenly change and that sort of... that almost, like, blind, obedient look that he's had since you arrived in the park suddenly sort of vanishes and there's that spark, that eager, youthful spark that you remember from playing D&D with Neil returns to his eyes and he sort of takes a breath and like a a, a real sort of fresh breath almost and looks at you and his eyes sort of well up with tears. I'm going to cut back to Kit who is unconscious but aware of something. Kit, you start to hear this voice and you remember it. You heard this voice a bit earlier this evening and the voice is saying, So you find yourself uh, uh, confronting the idol itself, and uh, uh, Deoloth is a strange geometric being. It does not appear to be uh, particularly malign. It lives somewhere beyond our universe, but may be summoned into it. Uh, Deoloth is currently worshipped on uh, Yugoth and other alien worlds, and then this voice sort of fades out, and then you just hear this whoop, whoop. Whoa, this throbbing in your ears, and you feel this sort of knowledge flood into your brain, mm. and you you fight to keep it out. And um, could you give me a power roll? Yeah,
2: I was I was going to say roll innocence, but it's probably gone, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. My innocence is long gone. <laughs>
2: I love that mechanic. I loved that mechanic.
0: It's so a seventy-five on my sixty power. But I feel like this is something I want to succeed at. So I'm gonna spend the luck rather than push it, I think.
1: I think that's probably a good idea.
0: Is that doable? Is that fair? Yeah. So I yes. spend uh fifteen points of luck.
2: Good move. And less than, it would have been nineteen for the jump.
1: So I <laughs> know, yeah. So you, you feel this sort of, this knowledge pressing in on you yeah. and you, you, you close your eyes and you, you fill your head with all your own thoughts and try and block it out. Yeah. Um, And you feel like you've succeeded in doing that, but still this pressure is intense. And I'd like you to give me a, I'd like you to give me a sanity roll. Um eighty-two on my fifty-eighth sanity. Oh dear. <laughs> Lulu. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. <laughs> Real you somehow are aware that you are inside another being. Yeah. You are inside something, and these these memories are these memories and this knowledge is coming from something far, far more powerful than you. Yeah. And although you've managed to hold it out, it's uh, been a overwhelming experience and you lose seven points of sanity. <sighs> Ouch. Okie dokie.
0: And I think I think back to looking at the ball pit and suddenly it looks like, uh, <laughs> it, the ball pit looks a lot more like, uh, I don't know, like sort of awful thing like giblets things you see like and then the slides that fall fallen into it, they look like a rib cage. And I think back to what Mikey was saying about the thing I think I'm thinking literally about being inside a a bigger being, even though adult Danon <laughs> Adult Kit just Danon, um is uh thinking slightly more <laughs> metaphorically.
1: But maybe maybe Kit's right. <laughs> well, maybe Kit's right. Anyway, so how does that set you on, San- on the sanity front? So I'm on fifty-one,
0: and uh, I started on sixty.
1: You're on fifty-one after that loss of seven. Yeah. So in the day, I suppose I've lost uh, nine. So you haven't lost a fifth, but that is a bout, isn't it? Okay. So we'll um, we'll come we'll come back to you to work <laughs> out what that bout's going to be. Cool. Unless, of course, you have any ideas of how that bout of madness might... I know, you're still unconscious, so you can't give me any ideas of how that bout of madness manifests itself. (laughs) (laughs) So, back to Kit and Neil. So Neil... uh, uh, Sorry, Mikey and Neil. So Neil takes you by the shoulder, Mikey, and he says, It's true, you know, the only way out of here is to speak truth into the mirror. That's what he demands. The phantom, the phantom of truth. You must tell him one of your secrets or relieve yourself of your lies. Divest yourself. That's what she says. You must admit something into the mirror. You must create a remnant. That's the only way, at least. I think that's the only way. Why haven't you left? I have. What? You saw me outside the gates. I can come and go as I please, but something draws me to the idol. And then he sort of looks off and then looks back and... I, I, try, I try and pull him back to me. He says, "He says, um, he says I, I'm free to move around as I wish, but something... And he looks confused and he says, I, I, I know, or I, I knew that this place was... My home now, with with Ina and 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 the other worshippers. Neil,
2: Neil, if you give it what it wants, then this is what happens, isn't it? There must be another way. Is there not? Isn't there like a back door or something? There's no other way
1: out. There's. He sort of, he hesitates and he says, "There's the idol, but." Uh, I don't even know whether it would achieve
2: anything to... Down on the boating leak, Kit said that this machine told him that you could make a sacrifice. And if you made the sacrifice, then you could leave. But, but if the... Sa- That's it.
1: Create a remnant. You must create a remnant.
2: Fuck. Let's get Kit. He's hurt himself. He's throwing that...
1: That... That obstacle course. Come on. But Mikey, the mirrors are here. This is the place to do it.
2: No. No, you help him now. And we come back here.
1: Then we make the decision. All, All right. But I don't see another way. And he reluctantly follows you out to the pit where Kit lies... On the floor, still prone. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: as as we get to the door, I say, "The idol, the idol. That's in the, that's in the tunnel of love, is it?" That's right. That's with that's where the others are, isn't it? The others. Are they worshiping it now? They may be. There are very few of us here. All right. We might go there instead. I don't know, but let's get him out. So,
1: Kit, mm. you—that's <laughs> perfect. So you are—you're still lying prone on the floor of the uh, of the pit, mm. um, and you've had the sanity loss. The the other two, Mikey and Neil, um you you can see him there um you can climb down and um see if you can give him some help if you if you like
2: do you know anything about this place Are there any ropes or anything
1: uh n- n- no i don't think so but between us we might be able to lift him out yeah we will that's all right let's do this i'll
2: i'll go down get him up and then and then you help at the ladder
1: and you both do you climb climb down and um Sort of lift him under the arms and somehow manage to sort of climb up the ladder with him and put him on the on the floor next to the next to the pit. And I think with all this movement, Kit, you you start to come to. But you've still got this ringing in your ears, this throbbing noise, and you can't hear anything else. It's like deafening tinnitus. It's the shadow demons trying to talk to me. Brother, Brother Peregrine. Gore. Uh. And you just see them you see them moving their moving their mouths, but you can't hear anything.
2: Okay, it. it's gonna be alright. What are you saying? It's gonna be alright.
0: What are you saying?
2: Neil's gonna help us, but we've gotta make a decision. What do you mean what we're we saying?
0: I feel the pain in my arm and like probably scream a little bit or yelp slightly.
2: Fuck your arm. I think it's his arm.
1: Neil, can you help? I, I I, don't know what to do. I don't know anything about broken arms, whatever that is. And Neil looks a bit pale. And he says, "If you, it looks like he needs a doctor, but the only way out of here is, as I say, he needs to make a remnant. No, Neil, fucking snap out of it. I have snapped out of it. You've... I, I don't know what else to tell
2: you. All right, let me look at his arm. I'll just be... Just give me a second. Um... Right, so I'm going to try first aid on his arm. Well,
1: Neil will try a bit of first aid as well. isn't Does Neil look confident? No. <laughs> no, damn it. He, he, he takes one look at it and gets really, really pale and turns away.
0: Um, to be fair, well, I, I, you've rolled, so I'm not going to try and counteract that, but I think because I can't understand what they're saying and they seem to be arguing with each other, I imagine if they're like, Coming towards me, I'm probably going to back away a bit before I let them.
2: I think I think you're lying on the floor, mate.
0: I'm hobbling. I'm sort of dragging myself back or anything. So, <laughs> like. oh, unless he's getting up, I suppose. Yeah, that would be a constitution roll. So yeah, I mean, try what try. No, no, fair enough.
2: Maybe that's that's stopping me. And so I go. All right, all right, all right. It's like he's deaf or something. Shit. And I went blind.
0: And uh, I want to like. I know I can just hear this throbbing, but I can also feel this pain. Is that fair to say? This, like, mm-hmm. terrifying pain? Yeah. I want to try my first aid. I want to, like, try and, like... I think we've probably done basic first aid because I'm at quite a good school. And maybe I want to try and, like, tear something or use my jumper to, like, try and put it into a sling or, like, tie it, tie it to
1: my body. Yeah, give me a first aid roll. Great.
2: I, um i I having said this thing out loud while he's sort of beginning to kind of move away and doing stuff i I begin to sort of point at his arm and go
0: mm. I got a 15 on my 30. it's only the base but I got a 15 which is not a that's a normal success right
2: I start to go, I point at my ear, I I cut my hand across my neck in a sort of you-can't-hear sort of way, and I point at his arm.
0: Nice. I'm sort of like, but I'm mainly focused on my arm at this point. I'm sort of shuffling away and looking up a bit. I say,
2: for fuck's sake, Neil, this is a right
0: mess. um, But I I got a hard success just because a 15 is a hard success on 30, right?
1: Yeah, great. So you, um, so you, you manage to sort of wrap a bit of something around it, bandage it up. Um, you, you can cross out your, uh, you can cross out your major wound and give yourself one hit point back. And then I think as soon as I've done that, sort of, I think I've taken my jumper half off
0: underneath the jacket and sort of tied it around my neck to form a sort of makeshift sling, so it's not going to be like swinging around and causing me pain. But then I turn my attention back to Mikey and Neil. And I'm saying out loud, "What is it? What is it? We need to get out of here." But I can't hear what they're saying, of course. So,
1: no, they're just mouthing at you.
0: But
2: well, I'm not. I'm not mouthing at him anymore. I then point at my eyes and close them, uh, and then point at his ears and kind of create an X with my arms and kind of cross it out. Yeah. And then do a gesturing of like, "What the fuck?" Um, and then I point. I point back at the. Uh, Door
0: out. I can't hear. I can't hear. Yeah, I can't hear.
2: and I hold my hand up and nod.
0: I'm also being louder than I would be because obviously I can't hear my own voice. But um.
2: Neil, I don't want to give that thing anything. We'll end up just like you. We'll all end up going back to fucking. We'll end up in the fucking shadow demons' hands. That's not what you want, is it? Well, then you'll then you'll be in here forever. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? What? What? Like you? You mean? You don't want to be in here forever,
1: do you? Well, no, but I can leave. I I choose to be in here. And he looks confused again and he says, I think I choose to be in here, but I can leave. I, I left. I, I wrote you that letter. I met you at the
2: gate. Is there any way out of here that doesn't involve going back over those jumps?
1: Maybe we could lift him out the other side and go out through the back door. That might be easier. Let's do that.
2: All right. Oh, I, so
1: he'll go on my shoulders. Yeah, for expediency's sake, because there's now three of you. You sort of make your way through the pit that the moving platforms are on. And uh, one of you sort of lifts the other one out on their shoulders. And then, and you wonder why you didn't do this first time around. <laughs> and then pulls the other one up. And then between you, you manage to sort of, I think maybe you do kit first, you lift him out and put him on the side. And then you both manage to sort of clamber out, um, helping each other out. And then um, Neil says, follow me. And he leads you back through the, through the mirrors. And again, you see these shapes moving them. And he pauses and he says, this is the place, although you can make a remnant in any mirror. And he looks at your faces. And I think maybe he sees the determination that you don't want to do that. And he says, "Fine." And he pushes open the the sort of fire doors, and you're out where you were, you know, outside the those fire doors. You you weren't sure you could open from the outside. Yeah,
2: yeah. Whew. It's like it's like staggering out from a building which is on fire. I think for <laughs> for for me. Yeah, I'm like, oh, breathing hard.
0: Yeah. I'm in the middle of a Saving Private Ryan moment of, like, your hearing's gone. You're just sort of looking around at chaos and shadows and people arguing that you can't hear. So very shell shock.
1: And Kit, now you're outside and you can see, you now look up at that roller coaster and you now see the flesh and you know that actually maybe that childlike thought about being inside something, Mm. maybe that wasn't too far from the truth. And you realize that all this spongy matter you've come across and this fog The Fanta Can and the And the the, the can and, and everything and but all above all that weird fleshy consistency of the the struts of the roller coaster. You realise you are inside some sort of Yeah body. And in my
0: head, I'm just thinking to my science lessons at the school, thank God I go to a good school. And I'm thinking about how, like, white blood cells attack certain things. How Mm. We're not a danger from this thing itself. It's too big. It couldn't attack us. Mm -hmm. But it will have systems in place that will attack us. Mm -hmm. It'll have parts of it that will attack us. Um, But we need to, like, so we need to find there'll be a point, the brainstem, there'll be something we can take apart And I think back to the tunnel of love. And although I haven't heard them talking, I think the icon, the idol. Maybe that's the brain. Maybe that's how we get out. There's no point running towards like a cut that's already healed up, that's already scabbed over. If we're invading particles, we need to. We need to. Like I'm. I'm sort of freeform thinking. It's all very weird because I'm sort of slightly concussed still. But um, all I can think is tunnel of love, the the idol. Right. We we need to destroy something. But I'm also limping, and one of my arms is fucked, so I'm sort of going where they pull me initially. mm mm-hmm. But where are they pulling me? Or are we just gathered outside the doors in a moment of respite?
2: Now, I'm, I'm thinking about smashing an idol. And I'm thinking, where's my baseball bat? And it's on the roof, Technically.
1: No, I think I will give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you put it back inside your backpack and you crawled through the. Because we, uh, I passed my size rule, so it's fine. Yeah, and then I think no, of course
2: not. It's in my backpack. I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I take it out and I put my Black Widow. I see. No, I don't. I I leave it in there and I take my my Black Widow and I've still got the Black Widow and I go right. Let's get to that tunnel of love.
1: And Neil, um looks at you and he's he's still really moved by your mention of Kalimvor I think because he he's he's clearly torn he's very confused about where his loyalty should lie but he says right, I I never meant I never meant for any harm to come to either of you this was all for the best this was all for the best and then he looks at the floor and he says follow me And he leads you up, back up, to the Tunnel of Love. Right. And um, I think I've already described what you see there, but basically it's a sort of murky, like murky water with a few, like, swan... Swan boats. You know what I mean? Like, that you would sit in and float through. Boat carriages. But the water is really stagnant.
2: We have to get in one of them, then, I take it?
1: You could get in one of them. There's also a another like fire exit door that you could have a look at. What's the best way to the idol, Neil? Uh, along the um, along the walkway through the tunnel, or in one of the swans.
2: Will the others t- try to stop us? Um,
1: they may, but we never use violence you don't need to do you no we have truth right so he sort of leads you to the entrance of the tunnel and basically you you could you could climb down into one of the swan boats or there is like a thin walkway that you could kind of walk along but it looks like it would be a bit precarious i mean i'm i'm not able to communicate
0: really but Looking at it, I'm sort of like I don't feel I'm in the fit state to be dropped down or climbed down into any boat, so I might sort of like if they're looking at me, nod towards the path, but shrug my shoulders as if I don't know. I hold
2: my hand up, but I'm nodding, and I and I as if to say, yeah, 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 I I agree with you. And I turn to Neil and I say, "All right, one last thing before we go on this fucking precarious walkway of yours." <laughs> Malcolm Weston is he in here? Who? Malcolm Weston, or was that all a
1: lie? Oh, uh, no. I'm ashamed to say that was part of my lie. What else did you lie about?
2: hey do you know what? Don't answer that question. You tell us when we're outside of this fucking place, because he needs to hear it too. Neil, I let you down. I see that now, and I'm sorry. We haven't got any time for that.
1: Um Neil looks back towards the um the fire door and he says Listen, wait by that door. I'll let you in.
2: I I close my eyes and my head drops and I I as I open them I I'm not looking at Neil but I'm looking at Kit with a degree of the best I can do in a single glance to say, "Oh my god, we're in the hands of this fucker."
0: I think I follow your gaze, and I follow Neil's gaze. I'm trying to work out, and I sort of take a step back and go, as in, like, should I wait by the door, and you guys open it, or?
2: All right then. We do this, but you do not let us down, right, Neil? No. Not like not like we all let Jojo down. I say, and I I feel the tears in
1: my eyes. No, and he his, his eyes well with tears as well. And he says, just wait by the door, I'll be f- two minutes. And he sort of nimbly sort of, s- like, skips around the corner and along the sort of thin walkway. And sure enough, two minutes later, the fire door sort of pings open.
2: The one thing I check is that, that he still has his lighter
0: with him. Well, you sort of gesture... And I pull it out of my pocket, yeah.
2: I, I I do the classic lighter gesture exactly and and point at you and you show it to me and I nod. And and then and then I, I gesture at this and I go and I put my hands up like flames and then I point to my watch. And with a sort of if it comes to it gesture.
0: Yeah. I mean my arm probably isn't setting in the right place, but I've got it tucked up beside me, which is the least painful place to do it. But I'm able to sort of hobble, right? My my ankle didn't break, it just got twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the worst injury was the second one, so I'm able to sort of...
2: I mean, you're a mess, clearly.
0: Uh, totally, but, like, I'm able to walk, if not well, without assistance. Yeah, you can walk. So we make... we go over towards the open fire doors, I suppose.
1: Neil's there and he says, Ina's here. She won't... she won't like you being here.
0: I can just see his lips moving, so I'm looking between him and Mikey,
1: and um, and you hear you hear Ina's voice from inside saying, "Neil, what are you doing? You know we don't open that door." I, I start pushing my way in, and in front of you, as you enter through this fire door, you see sort of you you find yourself in an alcove off the side of the tunnel of love so you can see the water floating down and you're in like a sort of alcove area it's it's very large um it's like a you know it looks like it was once like a beautiful diorama Mm. of a a, like a, a a pastoral scene of you know flowers and fields or something But it's been transformed and it's something of an abomination. You can't really see, you can't work out what you're looking at. It's got, and I think Kit, you probably follow in behind and you start to see this as well. Well, unless you're waiting outside, of course. You haven't necessarily followed in. I go in, I follow. So you both are confronted with this very strange spectacle of photos of people stuck to the walls and then weird, like, they look like, like, almost like relics or memories of people. So there's items of clothing or little lockets of hair. I don't know how your eyes take all this in so quickly, but little bits of memories placed around the walls like tiny little shrines. But the thing that dominates your view is this huge, almost like a marionette puppet that you find yourself in the middle of. The strings, and, and as you shift round it, trying to take it all in, you can see that at, from a certain angle it looks like maybe a, a humanoid figure suspended... It's like something you'd see in the Tate Modern. Like, if you get it at the right angle, all the limbs line up and you're looking at a figure, but as you move round, it's... They're, like, separate pieces, but it depends what angle you looking at. Separate pieces, exactly. And then, like, rods, weird sort of geometric rods hanging off it. And you can't tell what what anything's made of. And you can't tell whether you're looking at it or whether you're in the middle of it. It's like your perspective has just gone, completely gone. And um, I would like you to give me a both to give me a power roll, please. Mm.
2: Or maths for Kit? <laughs> Maybe. Don't know. Maths roll. I'm, I'm not going to offer that for me, but I'm afraid it's a power roll. But maths is power, right?
0: Fifty-four on sixty, so that's just a success. Yeah,
1: very good.
2: I leap up, spin my baseball bat around, and. Fly through the air on a zero three. No, I rolled a zero three on my power. Oh, and what's your power? Seventy-five. Nice. That's fantastic. That
1: actually, that is going to do you a lot of good.
2: Gore has has entered the building.
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> at this point, I don't trust magic. <laughs> Fuck this. So, as um, uh, on on that. On that remarkable uh, power roll, Ina Matthews spins round and says, Don't touch the icon, it's sacred. Whatever you do, don't damage it, please. I I give
2: her the Liverpool shoulder, you know, which is artful. It's midfield, forward midfield. I I just, I run past her, but as I'm, uh, you just use your body so as my left shoulder goes past her she gets the full weight of my left shoulder into her left shoulder but it's like a perfect foul perfect foul
0: I love it I call that the Cardiff body but it depends what you've been right exactly
2: the Cardiff body (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's the one and um, I learned that one off Ian Rush on tapes (laughs) nice (laughs) and I just I start heading over to this thing and are there there any others around are there any other people around or is it
1: there doesn't appear to be, um, but I think we should go into dex order. Th- that's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> What's your dex, please, Mikey? 80. Excellent. Kit? 70. Could be worse. Excellent. What a team. What a team. Ina's not quite as good as that, and uh, Neil, I think, is not quite as good again. So, Mikey, your move is to sort of shoulder barge Ina out of the way, right? Uh, yeah. So, Kit, you're up.
0: Can I just check? Are we surrounded by this thing and its pieces,
1: or is it ahead of us? It's strangely impossible for you to tell. (laughs) A bit of both? (laughs) I'm sensing a bit of both in this place.
0: And does it look reachable? Do any of the bits look reachable? Or is it sort of above us, above us, as in you need to jump and
1: try and... If you were to try and touch it, which I don't know why you would. Sometimes it feels like the pieces are right next to you, and sometimes it feels like they are like, a million miles away. Mm. Ooh, nasty. You'd have to you'd have to try. You'd have to just try. I don't know whether you want to... Um...
0: What I do is I, I, I see Mikey running forwards to uh, give the old Liverpool shoulder, and as he does that, I think I, I notice exactly what he's doing. But I still can't hear anything, and my mind is called back to that name. Was it Deoloth? Deoloth. Deoloth.
1: Am I saying that right, Joseph? Yeah, that's how
2: I say it, although, you know the ancient speakers
0: yeah <laughs> I, I slip my black widow I jam the handle of the black widow into my broken into my broken arm's hand that's pinned against my chest yeah even though I know this will be almost impossible and I, I say I look up and I say dear off! <laughs> where is Jojo <laughs> give us back Jojo and I, I pull my Black Widow back with a bit of gravel in it. And that's probably my go. So you don't release it, you just pull it back? Well, if I've got time to release it, I'll aim at one of the bits and release it. As he runs forward to give the
1: shoulder. Well, the first thing that happens is that you speak to Deloth, And of course... You've had Daedalus' head, or you've been in Deoloth's head very recently, and you—you can't hear anything except your own thoughts at this point. You're still deaf. You've got this—your blood pumping in your ears, boop, 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 and you're this tinnitus. And um, you say, Deoloth, where is Jojo? Give us back Jojo, yeah. And you immediately know where Jojo is. Oh vom, oh. <laughs> where and she is at the bottom of the seven estuary. <sighs> and she's been there for a year her body
0: that's one of the most horrible things I've ever heard you did ask <laughs> I did ask, I did ask and I'm glad I asked
2: but you also said bring her back
0: I did but if all I hear is or all I see is this vision of this probably a skeleton now if that at the bottom of the seven estuary and the muds and the estuary tides going in and out and the knowledge of time and everything I think I lose hope so much in that moment that I just released the catapult anyway that I was aiming towards one of the pieces but not in a malicious way, just in a
1: Okay, there's so many pieces around, I'm not even gonna make you do a um do a roll to hit. You just need to roll for damage for me. Okay. And the Black Widow slingshot. That's a
0: 1d6 plus my damage bonus, which is minus two, of course, because I'm a child. So that's a nothing because it's a two. And I've got minus two damage bonus. Oh, no, that's on my unarmed. I was looking at the wrong thing. It just says 1d6. Oh, great. So two. So I do do
1: two damage to whatever I end up hitting. You hit a, a, a some sort of rod that spins off, but you are aware that there are many, many more bits of this. It's Ina's go. Her go, she doesn't really have a go because um, uh, Mikey sort of shoulder bars her onto the floor. She's just sort of gets, getting to her feet saying no please 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 leave the idol in peace if you make a remnant all will be well
0: so much fun killing pacifist
1: that isn't it um and then neil's go neil half-heartedly sort of takes a swing at a bit of this idol looking like he doesn't really know whether he should or not well, fair play to him though and he does uh, does no damage to it he sort of knocks it and then sort of st- staggers back looking a bit sheepish that's, that's brave for him, though. Yeah, yeah. It is brave for him. Committed. Now, Mikey, will you give me an idea role, please? Mm.
2: I'd love to, although, you know, wrong man for the job. But, you know, Gore sometimes has ideas. Mikey sometimes... Think think football. Think... But, of course, it's it's too emotional. I've, I've heard him say... Deloth, where is... J- Jojo and then sort of guttural creaking and I just, I can't focus. What have you rolled?
1: 77 on a 45. Have you got the luck for it? No. No, I haven't. I mean, you might come up with an idea all by yourself. Of course, I don't know what you're going to do, but in the meantime, the first thing I'd like to do is I'd like to give me another power roll. Oh boy. While you're looking at this icon. It's a
2: pass. It's It's a hard pass, but it's not my 03 of before.
1: 34 on a 75. That's fine. You've passed. That's the important thing. So, what would you like to do? This was once
2: a sort of alcove that was once a diorama. Is there a center of the
1: diorama? Is there a sense of, like, there is a. It's all just a mess now. It's a complete mess. There is no observable center to what you're looking at. And that moment of seeing the figure, the head of that, is that? It doesn't appear that that is created by any particular piece, if that's what you're asking me. There's not an obvious, like, oh, that's the middle, that's the... It's, it's the collection of the whole that is creating this. And it's, as you stare at it, it's almost like it's getting bigger. But it doesn't make any sense because it's only filling the same space.
2: Right. I don't think there's anything else that we can do, is there other than... He has to swing his baseball bat at it to to, to experience what it is, to, to not be using a magical weapon. I think that's what he needs to remember. Okay. He needs a magical weapon. I don't know what that is yet at the moment, but... So I'll swing at that. I'll swing at
1: it. The nearest part to me. Mm-hmm, fine. So just give me... Just roll for damage. You don't need to... Um...
2: Perfect. That's what we like to hear, because I'm not great with it. It's one D8 plus damage bonus. Which is a seven minus one. So six damage. Okay, great.
1: <laughs> Kit, do you go? Could you give me a give me a power roll, please? Oh, right, yeah, shit.
0: 37 on my 60. Fine. What would you like to do? Um, I'm torn because there's all these ideas flowing through my mind, and again, all I can hear is this form form like Skrillex track in my head. There's part of me I've I've sort of given up on looking at the pieces because I realize that they're just shadowy strands and I, I can't see the full thing. But I, I wanna there's part of me that's looking over all the photos and the and I suddenly realise like Jojo's photo might be there. Um and so I'm looking for JoJo's face on the wall. Um and I'm also this may be a separate role But because there's two things going on... Well, I'll tell you what, there's three things going on in my head. The first one is Jojo might be here, her face might be here, her photo might be here. I don't know, maybe we can save some essence of her or stop a spirit being trapped here or something, I don't know, on a more intelligent level than that. The other part of me is looking for gas pipes that might be exposed. Um, And the other part of me is thinking back to our battle in the mines of Zaza Bazaar and realising that the Lich King always has a phylactery, and realising that we've just left the phylactery behind, that the phylactery may well have been the House of Mirrors with all those smoke creatures in it, and maybe we've come here without destroying the phylactery. So I'm not really sure what I'm asking to do. I think in this moment, because I'm still in this room, I'm scanning the walls to see if I can see Jojo's photo, anything of Jojo's and I realize there must be maybe there's hundreds of photos, so maybe it's unlikely, but I'm just desperately trying to
1: sure you can start looking through them um you you don't see that you don't see photos of um of anyone you recognize I mean there aren't actually hundreds okay there are you know maybe a, like a dozen or so, and they're not all photos some of them are they just look like they're all maybe related to memories. Yeah. So some are photos. Some are maybe little item, toys, items, locks of locks of hair, bits of jewelry. You can give me an idea roll if you like.
0: Yeah, could I? Yeah. So I've got three ideas, but I don't think any of them will really work. I just want to
1: sixty-one
0: on my seventy-five, so it is a success.
1: Okay, so I will use that to um, sort of nip something in the bud. You, when you when you think about the the Lich King and his phylactery. Yeah. Actually, what you realise is, no, you are here. Good. At his phylactery. Great. Okay. That's so useful. And you you, you think back to the minds of Zaza Bazaar, and you think all those mirrors were just like those crystals. Yeah. A distraction for the enemy to
0: move through, but they weren't actually giving them power.
1: Yeah, but you've come through that, and you have arrived at... The phylactery. only the dungeon master would truly understand that mm. only the dungeon master would truly understand that yeah yeah well that's I think that's all you get on that's probably my whole turn it's just that whirring of cogs and yeah so it's it's Ina's go and on Ina's go she staggered to her feet and she um she yells Barry Barry help us they're trying to destroy the icon and that's all she does on her turn who the fuck's Barry Strong move. Neil um, just goes for another piece of the icon. And this time, rather than swinging at it, he grabs a piece and pulls it off. Yeah. Go, Neil. And it is back to Mikey's go. So I've given... I,
0: I, one of the
2: key things, Dan, as uh, Keeper of the Carnival Lore, is I've given this thing one of the best swings I could possibly have given I mean, I've really connected. Mm-hmm. Better than that one weird, loping, slow ball that Kit Hillier threw me when I forced him to play baseball with me. And I really thwacked it. You're yeah, all right, mate. No, but I forced you into it, mate. You know? Listen,
0: the Somerset Sentinels was never going to take off as a thing. <laughs> You're
2: right? right, but what a good fucking name, though, right?
0: Yeah, it was great.
2: <laughs> so, there's no difference, right? I'm taking there's nothing happens. Um, what, when you hit it?
1: It's still getting, it's still getting bigger. It's still you can see bits of it smashed on the ground you haven't done nothing but it's like <laughs> you haven't done a lot but it's a like it's like Yoville
2: Town playing in the first division it's like an FA Cup challenge
0: it's the super mercy goals it's a lot like that
2: i feel massively outplayed by this huge thing yeah and so i think i think i stop well i'm afraid the first thing you need to do is give me a power roll oh fuck yeah and and in that moment I'm going to spend four luck to pass that roll. Fine. 79. Although I might need my luck. So maybe I should try... No, but this is a dangerous game, isn't it? Four. That's worth it. I'm going to do it. So I'm down to 27 luck. No, 28
1: luck. You can make me another idea roll
2: if you like. Yes, I'd very much like to. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm breathing hard. And I hear this shout of like the reinforcements coming, and so I'm I'm starting to look for Barry, but at the same time I'm thinking I'm missing something. I'm missing something about a fucking invisible. I'm looking for an invisible, <laughs> an invisible minecart, and I don't know what that is. Forty-eight. Shit! The bell. I've got. Can I spend luck twice on a? Yeah. Why not? Can I spend luck on a idea roll? Yeah. So I've got a 48 and my intelligence is 45. So I'm going to spend three more luck and I'm going to pass that as well. Not
1: much. Fine. So what you realise when you pause and you're taking a breath and you're holding your baseball bat about to swing it, you realise that you're swinging a baseball bat at like items on strings and like it's almost like... It's like that game with a tennis ball and the ball that goes round and round which you used to stand and play in your back garden by yourself because you had no one to play with. And you can never hit it as hard as you want to, right? You really wanted to be taking taking things out on it but you could never connect as hard as you wanted to. And you realise that actually it almost might be better to put your bat down and try and dismantle this using your The skills that you have in taking things apart, and actually be a little bit more forensic and work out how to actually pull this thing apart bit by bit. Right, right. That might potentially be a quicker option for you than brute force. It's because it does have those shapes, doesn't it? it?
2: And I know, I know, I joked, Joseph joked about the maths, but now I think there's that moment where he goes, "Hang on a second, it's like a machine." It's it's geometric. It's like a machine. It'll have parts that interconnect. And and so I I think I I think I I do I I I look for the nearest line that I can get hold of. But I don't pull it down. It's to sort of get a get an idea of a grip of the sort of thing of it. See if I can pull a rope.
1: Yeah. So um I think I'm going to need a uh another one of your mechanical repair rolls, but I think it might have to wait till your next turn now. Right, yeah, because I've, 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 I've thought. Yeah, yeah. Kit, could you give me a power roll, please? Happily. Um, 18 on my 60. Oh, very good.
0: What would you like to do? Um, knowing that this is neither phylactery in my head Um, I'm not really sure. I want to, like, search the walls of the place, make sure I can still see that there are doors out and we've not been sort of swept into some hallucination like we have with the rest of the park. It's very hard to see any way out currently. Yeah, that's what I was fearing. Um, So there's no doorways. There's no... Sort of entrance into the river. Even it's just we're sort of trapped in this swirling room of like
1: mm, you can you can make out the river sort of through maybe it's through this icon, but you can't. Uh, the perspective keeps shifting, so you can't work out whether it's very close or whether it's unreachable. But yeah, you can. In which case, are there lights in the room that I can see? <sighs> there's no obvious well. There's no obvious elect. There's no electric lights or anything, but that you you can see. You, you're not sure whether it's. Uh whether it's my
0: thinking torch. Cause this thing seems to be taking its power or its shape at least from like the the angles the light hits it at, I might take out my torch and start shining it into the the midst of it and sort of walking around and between and seeing if there's any way I can pinpoint an angle that makes it look more solid if that makes sense,
1: okay, yeah, well so you do that, you take out your torch and you start shining it on it. And uh, it, it doesn't appear to look any more solid, but certainly you start to make out specific items that maybe could be, like, pulled away or whatever. I think that might be your turn. Yeah, that's my turn, that's fair. Um, and then uh, Ina staggers forward and she tries to pull Mikey away from... because Mikey's still holding his baseball bat, looking as if he's about to hit it again. So she puts her hand on your shoulder and gently, sort of, you know, firmly, but not uh, aggressively, tries to pull you away. Um, But um, she sort of doesn't even manage to do that, really. She just sort of, like, gives you a little tug and then, like, crumples down on her knee and just yells, Barry! (laughs) And then um, Neil grabs another item off this, um, off the sort of display. Uh, and at that point, Mikey, you hear a rattle at the um at the fire door. And um you hear this voice saying, Ina! Ina, what's going on in there? Um and uh give me a power roll, please. Yes, thirty-two, a hard success. Very good. Um so now what you've decided that you want to maybe try and dismantle this thing, you, I would like you to give me a, a hard mechanical repair roll. Okay, all right. This is what it comes down to, lads. I've already spent a lot of luck.
2: I have 24 luck left out of 85 that I started with. And that's a shit ton of luck. Yeah. Here we go. I've done... Oh, oh, ah, oh, ah. I'm going to spend the luck. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. I've rolled a 26 on my 55. And I think that is close enough for me to spend the six to get that horrid success.
1: Mm. Fantastic.
2: Oh my god, I've
1: absolutely ruined myself. So you start working your way around it. And I think the combination of kits, torch on the items, and the fact that... Neil has already pulled a few off. Mm. You start to... Your mind starts ticking in your life, it's like an engine. It's like a motorbike engine. That's exactly what it's like. And you think, I think I know how these pieces come out and I think I know how this is composed. And you, you find a few things on the wall that you start pulling off and you find a few things... And you're not going to be able to do it all in one go. It's going to take you a, probably a couple of turns, but you think you can do it. You think you can dismantle it. And all the time I'm thinking, I ruined Stuart's motorbike.
2: And I lied about it. Mm. And, and now it feels like it's giving me my... You know what it's like? It's like Gore, the way he understands snares. He's... In no way do I... I don't hold a candle to K- Hillier when it comes to his mind. Or indeed to, to Neil. But there's one thing that Gore understands, is how to set a snare. And if there's one thing I understand, it's a motorbike engine
1: yeah exactly so you start taking this apart kit could you give me a power roll please yes i'm
0: bound to fail one soon don't say that um 17 (laughs) yes
1: My (laughs) wow you guys you don't know how lucky you are to keep passing these power rolls guys i mean to, to be fair i've
0: been rolling so badly until this moment that i'm limping and broken
1: yeah you did roll terribly yeah that's true you have a broken arm yeah uh, yeah you have got a broken arm and lost seven points of sanity yeah uh and uh, by the way you still can't hear mm, that's what i thought that deafness was for 10 rounds i'm afraid <laughs> i'll take it <laughs> it was absolute worst case scenario wow um but it is your but it is your go
0: great do i see mikey join ki- join um neil in pulling off these things
1: you do and also you saw you see the door open the door that you couldn't see before and a big man come through the door
0: right in which case i want to shine my torch directly in the big man's eyes and with my well i was about to say with my other hand i only have one hand so i sort of uh, i start shouting because i'm i'm still not sure if everyone else can hear her, but i get the impression they can hear and it's just me um, and I, I just start shining it in his face directly in his eyes and sort of moving but keeping it in his eyes and I say
1: Mikey, Neil someone's here great uh, so Ina is going to go and um, try and stop Mikey do, doing what he's doing again um, she's going to come and have another go grabbing him and again Mikey I think sort of just shrugs her off I'm not even asking you to roll because she's failing her Brawl rolls. Hope that's all right.
2: Well, I'm not intending, and I think you know he's a kid. He's not intending to do damage back.
1: Yeah, I think he'd probably, in a nineties way, he'd be affected by the fact he's she's a woman. Neil sees what you're look sees the way you're looking at this structure, Mikey, and sort of follows your eyes and and plucks off another item from the strings, and then this man comes through the door, uh, and he's got. I think you see in his eyes the same sort of... He looks like a lost soul, yeah. you know, like Neil was when you first encountered him in the park. Yeah. But he's he's big, and, um, and he's right up near you. So he lunges at you Fuck. to try and grab you. See, I'd got the impression from Ina
0: that they were quite pacifistic, but obviously not all of them might be.
1: Well, I think you can see that the icon's being... Yeah, that changes stuff. You can give me a, a dodge or a fighting brawl roll. You can fight back or... Dodge, dodge,
2: dodge, dodge.
0: I mean, I've got dodge. one arm and I'm
1: limping, so I think dodge.
2: We're really good at dodging because we're kids.
0: 22 on my
1: 65 dodge. Sweet. Yeah, it's like, almost like a comedy. He goes for you, throws, throws his arms, and you like whoop, duck underneath. And he staggers forward. Right, Mikey, uh, back to you. Power roll, please. For fuck's sake.
0: To be clear, I immediately snap my torch back so it's like facing his face. I'm trying to just keep blinding this guy with my torch.
2: No, I failed that. It's not a fumble.
1: Could you give me a sanity roll, please? Do I get to push it? What, on your power roll? Do I get to spend luck? Yeah, you can push it or spend luck. You can do either. You can push it or spend luck.
2: I'm going to push it because I'm running a bit low on luck. And I'm going to say, I'm going to yell. I am Gore of Valeria, <laughs> And I am fucking worthy.
0: So true, though. You draw strength from those, childhood. It's so true. I remember being in a fight as like a 13-year-old and shouting LN deal. Because I'd heard Aragorn say it.
2: I mean, it's a zero four, 4 So I feel like it's... Yes! I've admitted the D&D into my soul because we all know the truth is that I was always holding off a little bit, but I was always the one who enjoyed it nearly the most. Yeah. I was always the one like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, like, even with Jojo, I was so like, no, I mean, like, say what you like. I'm still cool. You know, I'll turn up late. You love it. Actually, I was probably, I was the one who wanted the campaign to go on. I was the one tearing up. Yeah. And if I'm allowed to have an action, I'd like to get my Black Widow out and
1: I'd like to, Put a hole in Barry. (laughs) I'm afraid you're not allowed to have an action because I think you're concentrating on dismantling this. You're doing your hard, your mechanical repair. Even better, I'd love to focus on that if that's. And in fact, you're focusing on it so hard that you are staring deep, deep into this icon. So, despite your power roll, I'd still like you to give me a sanity roll. Well, I'd I'd much rather pass it and give you a Santer. The result just not, is not going to be as bad as, um, have you done? That's a no. I've rolled a 94 on a 66.
2: Ooh. The luck has run dry. I was doing very well at the start.
1: You do lose three points of Sanity. Uh, uh. You've been staring at this thing for a long time now. You're looking at hard. Yeah, Yeah. this is a lot. Uh, this is Dayloth, so. Yeah. Well, that I know that. It's Dayloth. So, how are you doing
2: for your day's sanity loss? I just have to do a little bit of maths. Ironically, I started on seventy-five keeper of the carnival lore. Yeah, Um, and I'm now on sixty-three, so I have lost twelve. Yeah, yeah, fine. Okay, that's quite a lot. My limited maths tells me that I'm very close to a fifth. Yeah, I think fifteen would be a fifth, wouldn't it? But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not quite there. Three away. My
1: friends, three away. Three away, three away. But you, you're taking this thing apart. You're doing a good job of taking this thing apart. Do you, do you need an involuntary action? Um, no, I'm not going to ask, unless you, unless you have one. I think your involuntary action happened before. You were yelling, I am gore of Valerian.
2: Yeah, well, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, maybe, you, maybe you get let out uh, another, a, a yelp in gore uh, Yeah, of course,
2: for I trust not magic, but I shall not be defeated. They went full Norfolk there, sorry. It's Kit's go.
0: Kit, could I have a power roll, please? Oh, fuck, yeah, of course. Everything starts with that. 40, 40. 40 on my 60.
1: Great, you're fine.
0: Does Barry from EastEnders seem to be um, affected by my. Uh, Torchlight in his face, or is there enough light in the room that it's sort of a minor annoyance? He's
1: it. It uh, it looks like it's upsetting him. It does look like it's upsetting him. Yeah, but it's not dissuading him from approaching you. No.
0: In which case, I want to keep it on his eyes and just shout, although I can't hear the others. Over the edge, over the edge, back him over the edge.
1: Okay. Do you want to do anything as well, or just? Mm. The problem is I've only got one arm. Yeah.
0: So, like, in an ideal world, I'd keep the torch on him and I'd get out my slingshot. But that's why I'm asking for help.
2: I mean, I'll tell you what the problem is, Kit. You were DM too long. And that's our fault, because we should have we traded favours with Should have mixed it up a bit. You should have been in a small collective where you kept trading GMs. Because then you'd learn that you have to sometimes just fuck, fuck all that. You can't tell the other players to do it. No, you've got to fucking do it yourself. But you don't know that yet because you've not had to.
1: I don't hear you say that because I'm deaf. So, Ina goes for Mikey again. Oh, Mikey, would you like to uh, fight back or dodge? Um, I'd like to dodge. Would he dodge?
0: He did just mention the sort of 90s thing of...
2: I think that would involve his mind. I think that would involve his mind. And I, I think if he's so locked in and he's just lost sanity, I think he would fight back because he's he's accessed gore. And I think gore would just elbow. So I'm going to... to it's effectively halving my percentage chance of, of succeeding in this, but I think he'd fight Yes, he would.
1: 28 on a 35, my friends. Well, unfortunately, she rolled an extreme success. Oh, I hate that rule. She's not trying to hurt you, though, so she doesn't do you any damage, but she grabs you and she stops you telling, pulling, this, pulling this thing apart. Right. But it's Neil's go, and he can see what you've been doing. So he carries on. He carries on doing what you've been doing, and he follows and he, he looks at you as almost as if for instruction. And you sort of maybe show him what point at what you think he should be doing or Yeah. Pull that one pull that one Neil That's the right thing. And he and he grabs it. But um but but Barry hears this and then lunges at Neil. Oh boy. Ooh uh, and misses him. Luckily Neil dodges. Bloody hell. And we're back round, and we're back round to... Um, oh, I can't believe I'm operating three insane NPCs. <laughs> um, and we're back round to Mikey again. Mikey, give me another power roll.
2: This is, by the way, this is so Tales from the Loop. This is like the end... This is a classic end game Tales from the Loop. Fucking brilliant. Love it. Um, a power roll, please. Oh, God, I'm back on me.
1: <sighs> Aced it. 31. Hard success. Okay. And you, if you want to do anything else, you're going to have to break free from... Eina, so I think that'll be a brawl roll. Right, you bitch,
2: McBitch. M- m- bitch, it's brawl roll.
1: Nineteen on a th- on a thirty-five. Brilliant. Okay, so you break free, but you but that's it. Um, Kit, oh, uh, that's all I can do from the. <sighs> yeah, Kit, you'll go.
0: Great. Do I need to do my power roll?
1: Power roll, please.
0: Yeah. Okay, you now. Um. So. Oh. That's on two. That could either be eight fifty or 70. I'll roll the tens again, because one way I succeed, one way I don't. Um, 60. Okay, well, that's what's decided for me. I fail by eight. Could you give me a sanity roll, please? Yeah. Probably seems fair. Uh, 53 on my 51.
1: That's a shame. Can't spend luck on that, of course. Nope. Oh, you're lucky. One point of sanity. Okie dokie. The gods have spoken. Daloth favours you. Wow. But will you lose that one point of sanity?
0: I've lost ten in a day. What is your starting sanity? Sixty, so I'm on fifty now.
1: You're okay. You'd have to lose twelve. You're both pretty close. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) You're two away, I'm three away. (laughs) This is tense.
1: Shit. You're okay but you just feel this pr- this pressure again of these thoughts and this knowledge that you do not want like coming in on your on, into your brain and um anyway what would you like to do?
0: I want to throw my torch directly at Barry's head. <laughs> Great. Okay. Um I'm assuming it's like a maglite thing that might do some damage like if, Yeah, give me a throw. Give me a throw roll. My throw is awful. But uh, it's 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's my instinct, tells me to do that. Um, oh, mm, I rolled a 31, and I'm going to spend the luck. I'm going to spend 11 luck.
1: Yes, you are. Okay, so that, I think that'll be a 1d4 damage, please. Great. As you know, let's make it 1d6. Big big old maglite, 1d6. I'm being generous. Four. Four? Lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, well, yeah, he takes four hit points of damage. Just Clock
0: him in the head it's because i see him going for neil and i'm like my first instinct is one thing in my
1: hands fucking throw that he's a big guy so it looks like he's just mainly made him angry so ina seeing you do that runs at you and tries to grab you ah she sort of collides into the wall she's i mean she's got a gammy knee hasn't she from being shot so she's a bit clumsy i turn around and
0: say ina mate come on mate i'm not even on your side but like pull it together
1: Neil's go. He just keeps pulling these things down following Mikey's instructions. Yes, yeah. well done, Neil. Neil's the hero, mate. Of course he is. It's fucking peregrine. It's Barry's go. And um, Barry's going to take a swing at Kit. Uh-oh. Oh, and would you like to uh, dodge
0: or fight back? Uh, almost certainly dodge. I've got no weapon in my hand. Okay, give me a dodge. My dodge is pretty good. That's a 6T on my 65.
1: That's fine. All you needed was a regular. You've dodged him
0: fucking hell, that was close. His arm comes out and I just whoosh, dodge underneath it.
1: Mikey, back to you. A power roll, please. Oh, it's not as good,
2: but it's still a pass. 55. Alright, 55, so I'm in. So you're still pulling these things down. Well, no, I've, I fought her off, right? So I had to
1: focus on her. Yes, but you're back on You're back on the dismantling job. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I think... Unless you want to do anything
2: else. Otherwise, I'm going to Black Widow um, Barry. Because if
1: Neil's, if Neil's still doing what I was telling him to do... Uh, he he is, but he's looking a little bit lost now.
0: It was only you that saw the pattern, right? Like, the other two of us are, like, randomly...
2: And you have just dodged, right? You've just... It looks like... I've just gone under
0: a, under a clothesline.
2: Oslick Kenelm looks like he's got this covered, right? <laughs> He's dodging away and he's doing his thing. Dodging and fainting. So I'm going, right, I don't fucking trust him, Kanel. He's a problem to me because he's good looking. <laughs> but all right, I'll let it happen. because so I'm, I'm beginning to... I think, I think he's losing it and he's beginning to slightly th- identify with gore a little too much. So he goes, right, the thing to do is to tear down
1: the magic. So I, I go back to it and I start to tear double fast. You do, you do. And you can feel like... Something's changing now. That's good. As you pull these last pieces around, something's changing. It's not growing anymore. It feels more physical, more tangible. And you can hear Ina going, No, no. And she seems terribly upset. But you're still staring deep, deep into this thing. And I'd like you to give me another sanity roll. That is an 18. A pass. That's just one point of sanity, please. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. Two away. And as these last, well, not last pieces, these pieces come down and and Kit, you start to see this thing as a a physical item rather than this overwhelming presence. One last power roll from you, please. Yeah. That is a two a two
0: so maybe it's the fact it's collapsing that I just i I see through it immediately,
1: yeah, fantastic, you do, and as um as Mikey and Neil pull down the last bits of this weird structure and kit you you stay there with your torch shining in Barry's eyes, yeah suddenly something shifts and you feel this and your hearing comes back, the weird sort of throbbing in your ears goes and the pressure that you've been feeling on your head is released and you watch Barry in in front of you crumple to his knees and collapse onto the floor and you realise what you're looking at is a corpse oh my god and you you look around the room and you see Neil on his knees sobbing and you see Ina on her knees sobbing and if, if you don't mind I, I might summarise what happens next, is that okay? Is there anything you'd like to do instantly or can I sort of summarise what happens next?
0: Feel free to summarise, I mean all, all I'd say is we're not we're not leaving anyone behind in terms of Neil. Sure.
2: Do I get one last verbal statement? Yeah, of course. I think when I see Barry go down, when I see Barry go down, I, I say involuntarily, "I say, Kelamvor, forgive us a soul for a soul."
0: Hmm.
2: <laughs> and I slump to my knees
0: as well. And I, I, I think I slump to my knees just sort of crying slightly at the fact I can hear again which I expected never to
1: happen you do and you um, as you realise that Ina is you know pathetic on the floor and no threat and Barry is definitely dead Mikey you drag Neil to his feet and you take Kit by the arm and you know you're the only one who isn't sort of an invalid really you stumble out of the building and strangely you can already see the the sun on the horizon and light is starting to fall over Funland. Shit, we're going to be in so much trouble. The fog's lifted and the, um, and the roller coaster no longer seems to sort of surround the park. You stumble down the path. It takes you ages and you make it over the rickety bridge past the Booth that you'd smashed up the night before. And as you go down the path, you almost hold your breath, hoping that you'll see the gate in front of you. And you do, it's there. And you make your way out of the gate, you unlock your bike, and you wheel it. And wordlessly, the three of you make your way to the nearest bus stop where you wait for the the first bus, just desperately trying trying to stay awake.
0: I take out my Polaroid that I took right at the start of the bus timetable, just check it for some reason, just to check reality is the same as what I've taken a photo of. Yeah. Nice.
1: And it's like one of those weird, suddenly everything feels so... You're surrounded by, like, very pedestrian sounds. You hear a siren in the distance. You hear the, the of a peregrine falcon somewhere off, off across the fields. And, uh, and you, you, you know you have to stay awake. You can't miss that bus. But, Mikey, it's, it's, it's something more than that for you. The, the pressure, pressure of staying awake is somehow more intense, and you don't know why, but you feel you really, really don't want to go to sleep. Anyway, you all get on the bus and you make your way back to your respective homes and you give your, give each other a hug and say that you'll never leave each other again and, and you've rekindled your friendship and you
0: Is it is it fair to say that just before we we leave as we're hugging, maybe on the back maybe we've hogged the back seat with our coats and we're just there like existing and just before the stop where I know Mikey has to get off and I know that me and Neil will be on for another couple of stops. I just sort of say to them both you know she's gone I I didn't believe it for ages but she she is, she's gone I, I saw her and at least she's well, at least maybe she's
1: not there anymore Neil sort of mumbles almost to himself yeah, she's with Calamor yeah
0: yeah, that's nice Neil yeah, I think she is
1: you you get the bus back you say your farewells and you promise to be stay in touch better than you had done before but you don't and neither of you ever see Neil again and Kit you go home and could you give me a photography role please yeah <laughs>
0: just for getting the Olympus shots developed yeah uh, I think it is well, that's a very good role. What's my photography? Oh yeah, oh well, that's a, yeah, that's an 18
1: on a 65.: talented. Well, so you go into your little your, your lovely little dark room that you have in your house with your adoptive parents that have spoilt you since the day they brought you in. You develop your pictures and you've got a picture of Ina. You've got a picture of this weird zonky horse thing that fell off the carousel with its eyes scratched out. You have this picture of Mikey posed with a baseball bat in front of the graffiti that said, fuck off pedos, looking, like, looking just like Gore the Barbarian. And then you've got a picture of the mirrors dangling. And in the mirrors, you see, even in your photo, you can see a shape in those mirrors. And you know that you have been inside some sort of something that's beyond your comprehension and you from that day forth i think you crave truth meanwhile mikey you don't want to sleep and you stay awake all that day you force yourself to stay awake you're playing on your uh, Sega Master System or whatever it is. The you know, Eyes pinned open virtually with like matchsticks and you stay awake for half the next night and then in the early hours of the next morning, you can't, you can't stay awake any longer. And you fall back your head on your pillow and your mind is filled with the memories of that poor woman who was being abused by... God knows who. And from this point forth, every time you sleep, your head will be filled with her thoughts and not your own. But back to Kit, who set off on a lifetime search for truth. I think he's one of the earliest adopters of the internet. Yeah. Uh, And immediately starts using it for forums and like going into like, you know, messaging boards and trying seeking out conspiracy theories. But But the main truth that he seeks is he knows that he can't lie anymore about who he is and where he's from. And he rejects his adoptive parents. And he goes in search of his birth family And goes back to his birth name, which is, of course, Christopher Marlowe. Oh, fuck. This was an Apocalypse Players production. For more information about the podcast and to find out how you can make sacrifice to the cult of the apocalypse, please visit apocalypseplayers.com
0: I don't exaggerate when I say this has been probably the closest therapy I've ever got.
2: Until six years later, that I'm looking in the mirror, imagining the man I might have been. And I'm a haggard imitation of my father. Barely reached manhood, really. Hardly ever left all these memories of this poor woman. Girl, hard to say, but the deeper and deeper the dreams and the memories go, the less and less I feel connected to reality. Sleep was the first thing to abandon me. But you can function without sleep for a long time. Longer than anyone thinks. But then, of course, you begin to lose a grip on reality. Lord knows I'd already done that in Funland. Occasionally in my waking days, I'd think about what we'd gone through there. The three of us. And then I started to let Jojo in. And the moment I did that... I knew that I was going to end up here in front of this mirror... And I knew that... It was all going to end... And that was when I remembered... Brother Peregrine's words... I listened to you... Neil... Kit... I listened to you and I learned from you... I've never been smart like the two of you... Of course I know it's only a game... I've taken drugs to help me with that. I've seen psychiatrists and been sectioned and lost control, but I've still got just enough left in me tonight to make it clear that I'm in my right mind when I say this. I'm gonna go and join her. I hope this tape finds someone one day. Kit, maybe you. Of all of us, you had the inquiring mind, like a detective, you were the dungeon master. But I looked into it. Of course I became obsessed because that's what people do when they can't sleep. And before I join JoJo, I want to say this. There's a warehouse outside of Bristol, not too far away. I'll send you the address. You'll find it in a safe deposit box. You'll know when you get the key. It's got the information in. There's one thing I'm gonna say. Don't go to Greenbank until you're ready. Don't go to that cemetery until you're ready. Promise me that. Kalimvor, forgive me. A soul for a soul.
0: Flexibility tips, but no.